Welcome everyone to the Cambly Community Podcast with your host, Neil Raybrook-Tidy. Hello there. Today's a bit of a family affair. I'm with my daughter, Kerry. Hello, Kerry. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you are in your little penthouse, uh, and I'm obviously in the in the family home. So um, we want to talk about okay, because we haven't really done anything. I'd like I'd, I've wanted to do a podcast with Kerry for quite a while, but she's very very busy uh, having a newborn baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. That's that's the right thing to say. Um so uh let's 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 go back. Let's let's go back. Uh obviously you found out you were expecting. Um when when was that last year? Uh so found out um around Christmas time. Um but didn't go to any scans until about January. Okay, so very very excited. Very very excited. Yeah. Um and you and your um, your partner were ecstatic. I mean, we all were. We were absolutely yay! We're going to have a grandson. Hey! Uh, and you're like, we're going to have we're going to have a child. Um, and you start making plans. Uh, and then yeah. on March the twenty second, I think it was, um, Boris announced that basically the whole country was going into lockdown. How did that impact on you as uh, being a uh, newly pregnant mother? So my lockdown actually started from the 18th of March. I got a phone call from work and was told I was no longer allowed to go in because um, it was too risky. Um, So from the 18th of March, really, I have been stuck at home. It was very lonely. I was really unsure. I was unsure what work were going to do with me. Obviously, no one had ever heard of the term furlough. So I I was, well, panicking that I was going to have a newborn child, no money, um, having to rely on my other half's income as our sole support. And obviously, like you said, like I'm not living at home, so we have bills to pay. And it was a real big stress, actually, um, because no one had any idea of what was actually going to go on and how long for. Um, and in the end, um, it just, as an arrow, you just kind of give yourself like projects to do each day um you know so one of my favorite projects was cleaning um (laughs) (laughs) so I decided to um use a brush to sweep my floors um not a not not a hoover not a hoover (laughs) not a hoover I use I bought a stiff brush from Amazon Mm -hmm. um and I brushed the carpet um I cleaned the rooms within an inch of their lives and this was, this was this was like the beginning of March, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So very early on, um, I also decided when it got a bit warmer to um, scrub my patio by hand. Um, which, do you know what? I'm actually really proud of that. Like, it does look good. You seem so. to have gone back. You, you seem to uh, have gone back to the 1930s. Yeah, you know, hands wow. and knees. Like, just like TV just became so boring. You know, I was doing the same old thing. I'd get, you know, a Disney film on in the morning, get myself to lunchtime, do a little couple of jobs, and then it would be four o'clock is tipping point, 
five o'clock is the chase, <laughs> six o'clock is the news. And then hopefully if it was a Monday, Wednesday or Friday, Corrie would be on, you know, and then I'd send myself to bed. Exciting. <laughs> that was, and, and all through, obviously through this as well, um, uh, your, your partner uh, got a job in the police. So he had to start yeah. training uh, in yeah, COVID. Yeah, so literally in March he got his job at the police, so... So there that was, was a big change. Yeah, I can imagine. And so they were both of you effectively being at home because he had to do a lot of training from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're like, okay, right, I need to uh, you know, do some cleaning or do some hoovering or whatever. And he's sort of like, no, no, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. So it's, yeah, yeah. you couldn't go out anywhere. No. So effectively you were, you know, in the house. Uh, housebound. Housebound, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's... It's just amazing that the fact that you can find so many jobs to do uh, in in such a small place. <laughs> really, yeah. is that why you uh, you used a brush instead of a Hoover? So it took a bit longer. Um, I don't know. I think I just took cleaning to the extreme. I I think obviously thinking about bringing a newborn child into the world, I just panicked that it wasn't clean enough. You know, yeah, <laughs> and a Hoover wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> and of course, then you had the nursery because um, yeah. you um I, you know mums mums and dads when they uh, find out they they're going to be expecting uh, the big thing is obviously the nursery and where they're going to put the baby and that so uh, you had uh, you were lucky enough to have a second bedroom so that got turned into the nursery um, yeah i mean literally like a couple of weeks before he got here um obviously with covid like everything was so delayed and I think I think we literally received it mid July, um, but obviously I needed Lewis, like Lewis to be home to to yeah, put it up <laughs> to help put it up. So, yeah, because you you, um, you would have done it yourself, really, wouldn't you? To be honest, I mean, in the end, I did do it myself. Oh, okay. I got bored of waiting. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh. Uh, like, I'd like to point out at this point. I did actually help a bit with the nursery. Obviously, I couldn't go in. Um, during certain parts because we weren't allowed but the uh, when we when it was um, let up a bit I went in and helped uh, do a little bit of painting and put up curtains and things like that so so you're you you now have um, a mini tea as we'll call him yeah. okay and he is a bundle of joy uh, we haven't actually seen him that much uh, we've seen him through the window and, and he waves uh, he waves well he doesn't wave you hold his hand up and he waves uh, and he does smile <laughs> he, a lot. he tries yeah <laughs> so um you got your um you you had the pregnancy you uh, uh you gave birth to this wonderful bundle of joy um and then it was like we couldn't do what we what people would normally do they would normally gather mm. they would you know uh, perhaps a bit of alcohol would exchange and it used to be back in the old days you'd have a cigar to say well done on having a new baby and that um uh, but we couldn't do any of that so no. um so so what were your feelings about you know, you got home with the with the new child, and how did that feel for you? Well, even before that, so like obviously, like like normally you'd have loads of celebrations. You'd be talking about it all the time, or like people would ask you how you're doing, and or like you your bump would show, and everyone would be excited. But obviously, being at home, um, it was like it was like I was never pregnant. Really, it just it just it it happened for me, but it didn't happen for other people if that makes sense like it was it was like it just kind of happened in my bubble as such no pun intended no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah like so I ended up going in on the Friday 
Um, and do you know what? Like, I, I do have to say this, that at Frimley Park Hospital, I cannot thank them enough for making me feel so... God, I'm getting all getting emotional. all emotional. <laughs> um, for, for everything they did, like, you know, like, they did everything they could. Um, they were just amazing. They really, really are. And they're such a lovely unit of people, um, you know, and I can't... I really can't thank them enough for helping me feel normal when things were so unlike not normal. Um, but yeah, like it was the weirdest thing coming home and being like, right, so what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> how did uh, how did your partner feel about about this? Because he was uh, he started off obviously going to um, the scans with you, but then was told that you know sorry you can't it's one person how did he feel about that um so he only was actually able to come to two appointments out of my whole pregnancy journey um he was gutted like like so many other people were and do you know what um at an appointment that I had um when uh, little t was six months uh, six weeks old sorry um the doctor turned around to me and said that the government had done the wrong thing like it was so detrimental to everyone's mental health like not just partners but the you know mums to be like mm. feeling so alone like going to an appointment like what if something was wrong um the stress and the anxiety of it all was just horrendous you know like I hated going by myself like it really it really did affect me um and I mean Frimley Park must have been a very different place because I mean you have spent quite a few hours in Frimley Park in your in your <laughs> lifetime so it must have looked quite different to you as well going in uh, because it became a major Covid hospital didn't it? Yeah I mean you're all sat apart you've got masks on you can't really speak to people or recognise anybody um, you know I was lucky enough I I did bump not well socially distanced <laughs> bump um, into a few people that I knew were having babies at the time um, and do you know what? It made the world a difference. Just having a, a chat while you're waiting in the waiting room mm. instead of sitting there with your own thoughts, you know, like as, mu as much as it's lovely to go to an appointment and check on baby, you're in the back of your mind. You are you are a little bit worried. You know, you want to make sure everything's OK. You you can't really tell. Like, you know, the baby's just there. You don't, you don't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, because there is that um, that that bit of social uh, that social circle of, of newborn mum and new mums, uh, mums with newborns and things like that, which obviously you missed out on. But mm. you um, you you went onto Facebook, didn't you? And you found some groups on Facebook uh, which were yeah. quite supportive. Do you know what they they have been a massive lifeline? Like obviously talking to friends as well who have had children um, has really helped. Um, you know, particularly obviously with with like buying things you know I've borrowed quite a lot from from friends that I'm really grateful for but also the online you're you're in a world where everyone's in the same position as you and you realize that it's not just me but actually in this group there's 900 other people that are going through the exact same thing and the exact same hardship mm. you know so it kind of makes you realize you're not alone when you do feel alone <laughs> yeah yeah um it's it's quite amazing isn't it how just typing away and also with zoom and things like that you you could actually talk to people um so theoretically although you were on your own you weren't on your own it's one of those 
you yeah. know, uh, very blurry lines. And of course, uh, your wonderful mother, she was there all the way through it. Um, couldn't really see you, but she was um, an aid for advice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the advice that was coming out was like, I think she was on the phone every day, either you were talking to her yeah. or she was talking to you. So, you know, um, which is great. And the, um, the, 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 the mother and grandmother bond uh, in that is very, very strong. Um, so, and I think that goes for a lot of people out there. They they rely on their mother to be there, uh, oh, and obviously, yeah. they could they they we we physically couldn't, uh, and that was the, for us as our grandparents to be. That was probably the hardest thing, not being able to support. You. The only way we could support you, obviously, was like you know buying you things and things like that for your nursery. But that's that was about it. We couldn't really do a lot else, um, and that really got to us as well. I mean, you know, I'm I'm starting to fill up now. You. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very emotional podcast this one uh so yeah so um okay and lewis was allowed uh at the birth wasn't he yeah so you know like, i don't really mind talking about it, if i'm honest i'm quite open okay um so basically he was allowed in for visiting hours mm-hmm. um which was i think between like two and four at the time and it got to about four o'clock and they kind of ushered him out and i was like oh i was like i think he should probably stay I was like, I think, you know, it won't be long now. And, you know, they reassure you, oh, it'll be hours from now. Like, you'll be fine. Don't worry. This is just the start. Anyway, about an hour and a half later, I texted him was like, you have to come back. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. <laughs> so, bless him. He just got home, just about to watch Corey. Oh, important uh, time. Important uh, time. Yeah. And um, he had to drive straight back and then... An hour and forty-seven minutes later, here he was. That was there was yeah, that was quite an amazing phone call as well, wasn't it? You know, having to uh, phone well, I didn't up. even get to call him. I, I had to text him. It was very blunt. It literally just said, "Come now." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there was no time for calling. There yeah. was no time for anything else. Mothers, mothers, when they're about to give birth, they do get quite blunt. So it's uh, wow, yeah, yeah. That, that that's allowed. That is allowed. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so that's great. And then obviously you came home, um, and uh, you know you, you just got on with it. Um, there was yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything else you can do. Really, I think you you come home with this new baby and you think, God, what do I do now? Um, but it's weird because there's this like there's this instinct that kind of takes over that just kind of. I don't know. It, it, honestly, it's a really weird feeling. It just you just kind of know. Did you uh, did you go through uh, the phase beforehand of like I'm I'm not ready for this. I, I yeah. I'm not going to be able to look after this little person that's coming into my life. Yeah, I think everybody goes through it. You know, even if they don't admit it, I think everyone has that shadow of doubt where you think, God, like, like I don't know what I'm doing. You know, normally you get to go to like classes or you're interacting with other people and. I think when when you're so limited to just calling people or you know zooming or whatever it is mm. I think you, you don't want to pester people really it's different if you're meeting up for a coffee and a catch-up but when you're sat with you know sat at home on your own you think oh no they might be doing this or they might be doing that they might be busy or like and obviously for me I wasn't working so there's a lot of my friends that were working I thought oh god I don't want to <laughs> ring you like halfway through your meeting and you know quiz you about what I should be doing so I think it's it's hard because you do isolate yourself because you think oh no I should just know what I'm doing I should just crack on and I think there's a lot of pressure as well about um mums just getting on with it um but you know you are allowed 
a call for help and you are allowed to ask and you are allowed to not know. It's all part of learning, I guess, and understanding how to yeah. bring up a child. Yeah, that's obviously, and that is now your next stage is, you know, you have your little uh, uh, mini T came into the world and basically... Um, He's uh, he's absolutely wonderful, and it's it's like right, I've I've got this child now, and you know, um, and, and us as parents can go, oh yes, we remember you were just like that, you were just like that, yeah, late nights and uh, early mornings and things like that. So, did you know? Was it a case of? I mean, both of you adapted so quickly, so quickly to uh, to the role of parents. Uh, it was really spooky. Um, we yeah we managed to get some social distance time in uh, before we went into uh, the latest lockdown, um, and it was um, you know it was phenomenal. I mean both you and your partner. Um, I mean it was the arguments over oh have you done this and have you done that and oh no he needs this he needs that he needs that, and it's like wow where did these parents come from? <laughs> you know two uh, two years ago you were sorting out cars and things like that, and the, the highest point was uh, the wheels. And now you're looking after this uh, little tiny bundle of joy. So, um, so have you got any plans for the future? Where's, where are you going to send him? Um, you know, Cambridge, Oxford. Oh, I, I mean, you know, wherever is the best place at the time. Eton's quite good, I feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now let's talk. Let's have a quick chat about you, about about yourself now. Um, so uh, obviously, you know, we work together. Um, and Reds has had to go into a uh, um, uh, its own little bubble. We 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 started, but we had to stop again when uh, the latest lockdown started. So, um, but um, you're quite active, aren't you? You find it really really difficult to just sit and watch. T- I can sit and watch TV. I can binge watch. I can, but you are totally the opposite. You like to stay active and you like to do things. So. Um, so, what sort of things do you get up to now? Do you, I mean, do you like walk every day um, with with the pram, or do you have so one before, of those? Little... Before lockdown, um, I'd go for like a walk, or um, quite like going to Curly Hills um, in Lightwater, which is really nice. Like walking, obviously, not doing a non-essential travel, walking from walking. where I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, um, yeah. Curly Hill and back was really nice. Um, you have him. You you have him strapped to your front. He's like a star, isn't yeah. he? He's like he's like yeah, he's he like a star, it. and he it, he's it. He loves looking around <laughs> and seeing everybody. And if there's dogs around, he loves looking at the dogs. So that's great. Um, you know, or recently, so the last week and a half or so, I've been doing uh, a keep fit program, mm-hmm. which which has really helped me and and also kind of make me feel better about myself. I really enjoy doing that as well and it's not like it it's not grueling like I think some of them are really like intent and make you feel worse in the sense of like make you feel guilty that you've not done it or you've not done as good as you'd like to but this one it kind of programs itself to you and how you want to work and what you want to work on okay uh, so I quite enjoy that so I do that either first thing in the morning or um if I haven't done it first thing in the morning I do it just before bed I feel tired. <laughs> that's that's a good idea, isn't it? Because that's the other thing as well. If you're not doing anything, you're actually you're you're not getting tired. So yeah, and um, you know, um, I know your partner works shift work anyway, so he works strange hours. But for yourself, mm. you need to keep that normality. 
Yeah. You know, you need to get up at six o'clock in the morning and you want to go to bed at nine, ten o'clock at night and go to sleep. Um, but if you're not doing anything, it's it's quite difficult. Um, admittedly, though, you as you are, you're you're a very very busy mother. So that how how's he sleeping at the moment? Um, so it kind of comes in waves. He'll have like two good nights where he'll sleep for sorry. Sometimes it'll be nine till six, or he'll sleep ten till what was it ten till roughly about eight. That that um, that is that's mini tea. You're not your partner, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so it goes in waves so we do two two days like that and then he'll do like three days where he'll wake up in the middle of the night so he'll go down at seven um wake up about 10 want a bottle about four five and then go back down until nine okay. so it, it just it just depends on him it's a bit of a rosa like i'd love to say he sleeps through the night and and act like i'm the best mum in the world but the reality is, is that he does, like, he has good nights, he has bad nights. You know, it's it's up and down, but I can't com- complain. The, the other, uh, you did have a bit of a support network before, um, obviously, before he was born. Um, and your uh, you got loads of presents, didn't you? You had, oh it yeah. was, the, 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 your, your baby shower looked like all your Christmases had come at once. Um, <laughs> because they were, I mean... The the thing he the one thing I'm going to mention more than anything else. Okay, he has this little grey elephant blanket. Is it what what describe what it is? Because the as a which 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 one? Which which one? <laughs> he's got the, lots of elephant stuff. The one he's always holding. And he started chewing the uh, the the trunk now. The one with uh, <laughs> his little like comfort blanket. Yes. So that well, it's it's his favourite. His favorite thing in the world. Um, oh, I don't. I can't even bring myself to talk about it. Hold on. Um, so, but everybody has an auntie that's not an auntie but is an auntie mm-hmm. and looks after you just like your mum would. And she's a second mum to me as well. So I told her. Um, God, it must have been December, like end of December, January time that I was expecting and um and like, obviously we were really excited but she said that she didn't think that she would be able to meet him mm. unfortunately she she died of cancer but she left you a, a big legacy didn't you she she was so prepared um yeah she was she was she had everything ready so she <laughs> Um, had made um, the most gorgeous. Um, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> gorgeous knitted, um, hand knitted, uh, comfort blanket, mitt, booties, um, a gorgeous like normal like blanket, um, and all literally perfectly wrapped up. Um, and I was so lucky um, to have that, and it's something that I will treasure and he will treasure forever. Yes. Um, I I'm going I'm I'm going to say I mean uh, the the lady's name was was Cara and uh, she was a, a total inspiration. She uh you know unfortunately she had cancer and she did pass away um before he was born but she she wrapped up presents 
and with instructions from her daughter to give them to you at certain certain times, didn't she? So yeah. you still had things coming from her, even even though she had passed, uh, yeah. Yeah, which was absolutely fantastic. It was, um, I mean, it's just the sort of thing that she would do. Um, wow, she's always so prepared and she's so thoughtful, you know, just wouldn't wouldn't have expected any of any of it really, you know, but like, we'll treasure it forever. We really will. I know. I know. So, um, okay. So th- thank you very much for, for coming on uh, this podcast today. Um, and I would That's love okay. to well, you stop pestering me now. I no, no, because I want to do some more. I want to do some more. <laughs> but we're gonna. I'm really joking. That's that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna get a microphone to you so you can sound a bit better. But um, oh, I want to do. I do wanna... not sound great. You sound all. You sound all bubbly, like you know oh. you're un- underwater and things like that sometimes. But I think that's just a signal in your house. Uh, but no, um, thank you very much uh, for doing that and. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's great, and and the fact that you've said what you said today um, will be a bit of an inspiration and, and a bit of, of solace to um, people who are pregnant out there during this time, um, because you know he is a COVID baby. I mean, he will grow mm-hmm. up and he'll say, "Oh, you're a COVID baby," and yeah. you know, so it'll be interesting to see um, whether anything's different at all. You know, in, in how he grows up, and because obviously he hasn't had that interaction with other babies and things like that. Because you you'd normally be going to mother and toddler group and things like that, and yeah, and obviously you meet other babies and play, well, like babies do. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there and roll over and that. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, okay, well, thank you very much, Kerry, and um, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cambly Community Podcast and we'll catch you next time.